Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to Rule of Two. Here we have Ashley Eckstein on the show. Thank you so much, Ashley, for being with us. How are you today? Oh, gosh, oh gosh, thank, thank you for you having, me. having me. Um, I'm, I'm good. good. I'm doing I'm great. Doing great. I'm, I'm, healthy. I'm healthy. And, and yeah. I guess these, these days, days, if we're, if we're healthy, healthy, then we're doing, we're doing pretty, darn pretty darn good. Right? I know, it's a bit stressful. Um, so you have a new book coming out. Yes. yes. I'd love yes. to yes. hear more about it. Oh my, oh gosh, my gosh, this is this like, is like epic, epic fail, fail right, right now because, because I, um, the book, the book is, right is right around the corner. The corner. I, I, I wasn't, wasn't thinking we're on video. video. I could have like shown it. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. sure. Sure. Hey, we're, really, we're things really things locked. Are super, yeah, things are super, super relaxed on the channel. <laughs> okay, so. okay. Let, grab, grab it. Grab it. It's literally right around the corner. Hold on. Okay, okay, cool. What's up, guys? What's going on? What's up, What's up, dude? How you? How you doing? Crazy right now. Chat going crazy. How was your weekend? My weekend or their weekend? Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody's weekend. weekend. Okay. okay. Hopefully, hopefully everybody's staying, staying indoors. indoors. Yeah, staying safe. Going yeah. Yeah. Watch, watching, watching that 4K, 4K Revenge, Revenge of the Sith looks awesome. Looks awesome. Yeah, uh, Wars coming out. Cool, cool. So, 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 uh, so uh, Ashley, Ashley, you have the book? Yes, yes, I, yes, do. I do. I actually have, have I am Padawan. It's, it's a little golden, golden book. book. Um, um, get, away get away from the, from the, the, light, the light flare there. there. Um, um, but but well, I'm not being very, being very successful, successful at it, clearly. clearly. Um, um, but but it's a little golden book called I'm a Padawan. Ashley, sorry to interrupt you. By any chance, do you have... Um, the, the show open on open your, on your computer because I think we're getting a little bit of an echo, echo from, you. from you. Oh, okay. Let's see. The, okay. What button am I looking at? Do you have the uh, the show up on YouTube or, or no? You're just talking to us. I'm just talking to you on Skype. Okay. Okay. I, um, I'm not hearing the echo. Um, but um, do you have us... Um, is, is our audio coming into your headphones? Yes. Okay, so then it should be fine. Um, do you hear an echo, uh, no, Theory? No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good um, here. We have uh, in, the, uh, in the chat, is everybody saying that, um, that there's an echo? Hmm. Let me unplug and plug in my... Look, this is, uh, this is par for the course now that everybody's broadcasting <laughs> from home. How's, how's this now? People are saying... Is this any better? This guy has an echo, so it's Mark. Oh! Maybe well, we're have... around the echo. Okay, well, I, I think it should be fine now. 
uh, it's fixed. Some people are saying, and other people are saying echo. Okay, okay. I think they're just saying echo from the Clone Wars. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay, so Sardin, okay, so Sardin, we're talking about the book. It's all good. It's hey, all good. Hey, I, I, um, you know, there's certain there's certain things, things I feel comfortable, I feel comfortable doing, doing, whether it's whether you know, voice acting, you know, voice acting, or designing, or clothes, designing clothes. But technically, technically I'm not very, I'm not very good. good. <laughs> if there's a way, to mess, a way it up, to mess it up, I probably would. Yeah, and look, yeah, and look, let's definitely get into the clothes stuff. That sounds interesting. I didn't even, I didn't even know you designed clothes. Let's talk about the book. So the book is something that you wrote. Yes. So, yes. so uh, I grew up on I Little Golden, on little golden Bucks. Bucks. I don't know uh, if anyone if anyone here watching. Here watching um, I literally um, learned, I literally to, read learned to read on these. Books. You know, they've been around. They've been around forever. And and um, Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm series of these books called it's called the I Am series. So there's I Am a Princess or Princess Leia. You know, I Am a Sith. There's I Am a Pilot. Um, and so they wanted one called I Am a Padawan. And they asked if I would write it about Ahsoka. And um, I think I said it was like the fastest time I've ever said yes to anything in my life. Um, and it's, you know, obviously it's written for kids. It's written about how to be a Padawan, which, you know, is a student or Jedi in training. Um, and it was pretty cool because I got to go back through the Clone Wars and pretty much binge the series and, and pick out my, my favorite parts. Um, and let's see, Shane Cluster is the illustrator and he did a really really great job so um i you know i pick out favorite parts of the series and my favorite lessons and you know it's all about let's see this lesson is about helping others which obviously we need to need to do right now yeah. um and about being brave and so it's a really sweet book for kids um it comes out april 7th uh but also i will say just in times like these as adults there's really good reminders, even for me as an adult. I was reading it to my nieces and nephews, and I was like, yeah, okay, I need to practice what I preach. Yeah. I, I put the link to the, Do- the, the book in the description for anyone who wants it. You can pre-order it right now. Uh, it's just an Amazon link. And I found the, the Echo is actually Mark's. <laughs> it was Mark's feedback. So I think you have – can you hear your own voice, Mark? No, I can't. Okay. Well, it, it, was, it was feeding back for me, but it, it's fixed now. So I just have to mute you whenever – um, you don't talk. Oh, okay, cool. So, so uh, Ashley, what, what, do you, what do you think after doing, after doing writing this book and going, going through, through this whole thought, thought process, process? What is what the is number the num- one thing of being a good Padawan? Oh goodness. Well, you know, I think what makes Ahsoka such a great Padawan is that she's a melting pot of so many of the different Jedi. Obviously, you know, being closest to Anakin Skywalker, I think she you know, took on all of his good traits, which is, you know, she thinks outside of the box. Um, Obviously, Anakin being so sporadic and not, you know, he kind of bends the rules a little bit. Um, So she's like him, but then she's also like Obi-Wan Kenobi, where, you know, he's very by the book. Uh, You know, other Jedi like Luminara or Yoda. Um, And I think that's what, let's be honest, even all of us, are, we're, we're kind of a melting pot of all sorts of different teachers that we learn from. And um, I think there's there's lessons to learn from, from everyone, and everyone's different. And uh, just kind of, to me, you know, I, I definitely learn the black and white, but I thrive in the shade of gray. And I think Ahsoka, you know, is that shade of gray. She's just learned a little bit from everyone. And I think that's what makes a good student. That's great. That's uh yeah uh, she's um 
you know, when when I first started watching Ahsoka, uh, wow, it's it feels like it was in two thousand. In six two thousand and five, has it really been that long already? To to th- when did when did the Clone Wars movie come out? Yeah, so the Clone Wars movie came out in two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Um, we've we've actually been working on it since two thousand six. So it's it's been a long time. I've for, been working on the show for or on Ahsoka for fourteen years. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, tell me a little bit to, for for all the folks out there that ha- that have never gone through this and might never go through this kind of experience. What was it like when you got that first phone call that said, hey, Ashley, are you interested in being in Star Wars? Are you interested in maybe playing a character that's the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker? Like, how does that all register in your mind when you first hear that? <laughs> well, that that's a great question because, first of all, I was in complete shock when I got the call because my audition and my callback was terrible. I mean, it was literally like one of my worst auditions because they wanted Ahsoka to have an Icelandic accent and I I couldn't do it. Yeah. You Icelandic know, accent? What does that even yeah. sound like? Well, the funny thing is, is I still can't do it to this day. But um, <laughs> Dave Filoni wanted Ahsoka to sound like Bjork. And... Ooh. Yeah, but he didn't say Bjork. He just said an Icelandic accent. And so I actually did. I I went and I studied with the best dialect coach in L.A. I mean, like apparently all the celebrities go to him to, to learn, you know, accents. And he was amazing. Like he literally taught me Icelandic in like four hours. The problem is I learned like pure Icelandic, which Mm. mostly sounds Irish. And so I, I go into the callback and I'm doing this Icelandic accent, but it sounds Irish. And, you know, really what got me the part was how I acted in between takes because I, I did the first take and, you know, Dave Filoni stops me and he was like, no, I want it to sound more Icelandic. And I raised my hand and I said, I'm sorry, but I am doing Icelandic. I don't know what you want. Right, right. <laughs> and like I'm not one to talk back to the director like I just don't do that but I was so frustrated because I wanted the part so bad yeah. like you know imagine like having the opportunity to originate a Star Wars character and you just like feel it slipping away through your fingers and so I was so frustrated and um, I just couldn't do it I couldn't do it finally they let me do a couple takes in my own voice and but I walked out of there and I told my husband I was like there's no way I, I, I didn't get it. And um, I actually didn't find out that I got the part until like six weeks later. And when they called, they just said, hey, you got the part and it's this new character. But I didn't know anything about her. I literally knew nothing about the part that I booked mm-hmm. until I went into my first session. And then um, I sat there for four hours and they told me all about Ahsoka, like who she was going to be. Um, but the problem was I literally had to sign my life away in an NDA and I couldn't <laughs> tell my family or my husband or anyone. They said, you can't tell a soul. And so I didn't. Like I had to keep this secret to myself. Um, I, I told my husband a year later who I was oh, playing wow. uh, because they let him sign an NDA. So finally I could tell him. And then I couldn't tell the rest of the world until two years later. So it was a really hard secret wow. to keep. So, so, wait a so minute, for a whole wait a year, for a whole you had... year a uh, dinners, breakfasts, er, you know, all the goings-ons of a married couple, 
and you couldn't <laughs> tell him what you were working on? Working on? I, I, I could tell him that I was working on the new Star Wars cartoon. That's okay, all cool. I could tell him. So he knew I was working on something, um, but he didn't know who, he didn't know what. He he did know, I take that back, he did know it was a new character, but he knew nothing about the character. So it was it was a really hard secret to keep. I mean, after keeping that secret, I feel like I could, you know. <laughs> yeah. <So> were, <laughs> you, were you a big Star Wars fan before you got the role? Like, did you, when they were like, hey, you're going to be Anakin Skywalker's apprentice, were you like, yeah, I know, or you, did you have to, you know, kind of, figure out who Anakin was at that point. <laughs> no, um, I was definitely a Star Wars fan. Yeah. I mean, I've been a lifelong Star Wars fan, but I, I, I would say looking back now, I was way more of like a casual fan. Right. Um, you know, learning under Dave Filoni and, and, you know, the entire cast and crew, I, you know, I know Star Wars now so much better than I ever did before. So, uh, you know, I very quickly learned in the beginning uh, what I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, now I, you know, I'm still far from a Star Wars expert. You know that after being in the room with Sam Witwer. Right, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like that guy just knows everything. Like, I, I don't know how yeah. he knows everything about everything, but it's just, it blows my mind. It, it is. Actually, my favorite, my favorite, one of my favorite moments was being in the studio with Sam Witwer and Dave Filoni at the same time. And this was one of the first times. This was actually the Mortis arc, uh, which is what, I think season three, or season three or four. Yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite arcs of the whole series. Yeah. Um, and Sam, this was before Darth Maul, Sam voiced uh, the brother. Yeah. And... Um, I remember, you know, Sam was trying to show off how much he knew about Star Wars. And, you know, Dave, <laughs> Dave knows, like, everything. Yeah. So, of course, like, to earn Dave's, like, like to earn the, the stripes from Dave, yeah. that's a feat. And um, I could tell, like, Sam was, like, chipping away, chipping away, trying to, like, earn Dave's respect. And Dave hadn't let the barrier down yet. And there was a mistake in the script. Yeah. And I don't even remember what it was. But Sam called it out, I've, and I've Dave seen was like, that bit. Oh. "Yeah, where 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 Padme yeah. met uh, Shmi before, and and Dave didn't know, he didn't remember." Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah. so Sam's probably talked about it. Well, I was there, like I witnessed it, yeah. and all of a sudden, like, like it's like you could see the wall come down, like that Dave Filoni had built up, and then all of a sudden, it's like Sam earned his stripes, like yeah. it was like instant, like that. Yeah. It was pretty cool. So, so, so look, I, one. I, I got. Go I got ahead, a question. Go ahead, I got a question. I got to ask. Go ahead. Um, red lightning. Do you know anything about that? Is it more powerful than Palpatine's, like blue purple lightning, or is it just another color? Oh, see, Has yeah, that. George Lucas ever talked about it, or Dave, or. Um, that I don't know <laughs> the answer a, to. That's such a such a random question. I know, but I just always wondered. I'm red like, light, these, these, yeah, what's red lightning? Well, talk about, about that. What, what is, is it? Sun, red lightning. Where you got this? Red lightning. The son of Mortis. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so I'm like, is it more powerful, yeah, or or what's the deal with it? Or maybe it's just the pure evil. I don't know. <laughs> I always wondered. So so. So Ashley, um, you, you gotta, gotta tell, tell us what was it like the first time you met George Lucas? Oh my gosh, you know, I've I've had the privilege of meeting him 
you know, definitely a handful of times over over the course of the years. Because what most people don't realize is he was very hands on with Clone mm-hmm. Wars. I mean, it really was. You could you feel know, it. You could feel it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like his baby, just as much as it was Dave Filoni's baby as well. It was George Lucas's baby. He was very, very hands-on. Um, but we recorded our episodes in uh, in Los Angeles, and obviously George Lucas worked in San Francisco. So we usually only got to see him when we went up to San Francisco for press events or, you know, or whatnot. Um, you know, we would go up there for press junkets or, you know, any sort of event. So... Um, my, the first time I got to meet him was actually in 2007, and um, that was actually when my husband signed the NDA because I got yeah. to go to Sky, I got to go to Skywalker Ranch for the first time. How cool is it? And uh, oh, <laughs> Skywalker Ranch is my happy place. It is lit, like I'm a massive Disney fan, but if there's one place that like even tops Disney World, it's Skywalker Ranch. Oh wow. <laughs> Like it is, it is, it is literally one of the most magical places on earth. It's, it's incredible. So, uh, we went for the first time in 2007 and, um, they literally met us at the door, uh, and they met my husband with an NDA. Uh Like he couldn't even walk through the doors of the house without signing the NDA, which I was, I was happy with because that meant finally I could tell him what I was doing. Um. So they they gave us a tour of of Skywalker Ranch, and then it all you know kind of ended and culminated by going up to George Lucas's office, and uh, he couldn't have been nicer. I mean, he's exactly what y- you think he is. Like he just he comes across exactly like he comes across in in interviews. Just very humble, very just love Star Wars. And um, it was so funny though, because my husband used to play baseball yeah. mm-hmm. and um, he had just won the World Series. Oh, wow. And and World Series MVP. Yeah. Like literally it was like- Oh my God, what what team? I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Um, he was, he played for the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, so okay. They, David, they, David I signed? Yes. Oh, wow, okay. I never <laughs> connected those two things together. Oh, <laughs> He's also a huge Miami Dolphins fan, so I like. Oh, that. is he really? Oh, wow! Yeah. yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> David. I, oh, wow! Congratulations. Oh, thank you, thank you. Well, um, so yeah, so this was literally like a month after the World Series, and so several people on the crew had brought in baseballs, and they were wanting him to sign baseballs, and. You know, they they brought a baseball. Somebody on the crew brought a baseball for George Lucas because, you know, they they didn't know if he was a baseball fan. So we brought it up to his office and they said, you know, George, you know, this is David Eckstein. Um, I, you know, would you like him to sign a baseball? And he was like, no. Nah. I'm not really a baseball fan. He's like, but, but I, I, I'm, I really like your wife's performance. <laughs> so he didn't even really well, look, he was just like, oh, whatever. He seems like a really humble yeah. guy. I, I, I can't even imagine what it's like to meet him. Just so into his own work and very down to earth, it seems, at least in interviews. And uh, it's nice to hear that he's like that in person, too. He very much is. And and in fairness, he actually, he did take the baseball for his daughter. He was like, look, he's like, you know, my daughter may be into baseball. So he did, he did take it. But I do have, um, I will share George Lucas story because, oh, you know, he, he is everything I experienced 
he is exactly what you want him to be. He's so kind, so humble, just loves what he's doing so much. And he cares about people so much. And so um, I kind of have my own little ode to George Lucas that I'm trying to like, like continue to carry the torch in my own little way. But um, when, when obviously back when Clone Wars was on the air, whenever we would have a premiere or a press event, um, he would always try to tie it to a charity. So whether it was like the Boys and Girls Club or Make-A-Wish Foundation, um, you know, one time we had a, a season premiere and they invited, instead of the fans, they invited the Boys and Girls Club. So it was a theater full of kids. And I remember asking, I was like, I'm just curious, like, why does he do that? And, you know, the answer they gave me was, well, George feels that if we're going to put a lot of time and, and energy and resources into these events, we should do good with it. And I was always so inspired by that. And um, Ahsoka has a line in this new season of that's currently on Disney+. Plus. Um, and it's actually, I think, this upcoming Friday. She says, when I see people in need, um, I help them no matter what. I guess it's mm. just who I am. And when I read that line, I thought, okay, I'm taking that on as my own personal motto with the new season. Like, I want to use the, use the platform of this season to do good with it and help people no matter what. Obviously, this was way before the coronavirus, and I feel like we can all kind of take that on as our personal mm -hmm. motto. Yeah. Um, but I did it as, like, my own ode to George Lucas. I feel like if, you know, this is what he would do, he would use this new season. And this is just my opinion. I don't want to speak for him, but sure. you know, I, I, I witnessed him do it. And if, if I can use my, my platform to help people no matter what and do good with it, then I feel like that's my little own way of carrying on his legacy. Yeah. No, that's, my, yeah, that's my great. used to always say drop by drop an ocean is born. So I really feel like if each one of us can, you know, plant like a little drop of kindness or, you know, helping someone else, you know, in the end, all of us come together. And um, that's what it's really yeah. about unity. Sorry, Mark, what were you saying? Um, yeah, yeah. I love that. Look, uh, George is such an inspiration to us all, obviously. And I, uh, you know, throughout the years, he has been very consistent with his, uh, you know, philanthropy and, and trying to do the right thing uh, with his platform and stuff like that. And it's, it's really, really, uh, you know, awe-inspiring. I, I, for me, um, I also wanted to ask you, how does it feel like, because like in the Star Wars canon, you have so many other characters that are born out of the films. And I think if you look beyond the films of, of characters that are not part of the films, Ahsoka Tano is probably the most popular one out of the sort of extended beyond the film uh, canon, you know? Um, and, and a lot of that, obviously, a, a huge majority of that is because of your performance um, with, uh, with Ahsoka. How, how do you feel that Ahsoka's sort of character arc changed over the years? And why is it that she resonates so uh, highly with people? You know... It, it is surreal to see how far she's come and, and just how popular Ahsoka is and how well-liked and well-received. It, it, it's, it's incredible because I, obviously I care so much about this character. She's literally a part of my heart and soul. Um, you know, I, I will say she's obviously come so far. You know, she started out as this snippy Padawan that I, I'm very well aware of how many people hated her in the beginning. Uh, and, you know, even we talk about all the time, you know, she was, she was a little bratty in the beginning. She was snippy. I mean, 
uh, there's a reason Ahsoka doesn't continue to say R2E. Uh, there's, you know, there's, uh, you know, she started out a little rough at times, but, you know, I ask fans in the beginning because we were always a season ahead. So from what the fans you know, we're watching, we were always a season ahead. And so I asked the fans from the beginning, I said, look, no character's perfect. And, and let's say if Ahsoka was perfect when she started out, well, then that would be a really boring character. Yeah. You know, you have to give a character room to grow. And so I asked fans to be patient with her. I said, please, like, I understand how you feel at the start, but please just go on this journey with her because I promise you it's going in a great direction. It's going in a great place. And, um, Thankfully, fans did. They stuck with her. And, you know, there's very few characters in the Star Wars universe that we've had the chance to watch them grow. Yeah. I mean, we've literally been watching Ahsoka grow now for 12 years. Yeah, so it started with Clone Wars. Then, let's see, from Clone Wars, it went to the, was it the Ahsoka book? That was next. Then it went to Star Wars Rebels. Mm -hmm. Then it went to Forces of Destiny. You know, now back to Clone Wars. And, and not to mention the video games and comic books and everything, you know, in between. Um, so there's very few characters in the Star Wars universe that we've had the chance to, to watch grow over that entire time. And I also think what makes Ahsoka different is in the Clone Wars, she was the eyes of the audience. So we were all experiencing the Clone Wars through Ahsoka's eyes. And what Dave Filoni and his, and his writing staff did so brilliantly, because they deserve all the credit for the writing, is they, they took her gender out of it. Mm. So somehow, and also any sort of race or anything. I mean, she, like, we can all relate to Ahsoka. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Know, She's it, very it, relatable. Yeah, it's like we, we can all put ourselves in her shoes. And, you know, I feel like Ahsoka over time, she, she to me, she represents the light side of the force. But Ahsoka represents what's good in all of us. And I think we all just feel such an attachment to her. And we all can. Like, we all see a little bit of ourselves in Ahsoka. And, you know, thankfully we've had 12 years to do it and we, you know, we're continuing to get more Ahsoka. You're, um, uh -oh. yeah. Did I pause? It paused and then it reset your, your whole face, but we heard you the whole time, which is good, but I'm just fixing it now. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not zoning out. I'm not zoning out. <laughs> okay. So I, I feel like Ahsoka, you and Ahsoka are the same. Even talking to you now, obviously, I don't know you, but like just talking to you, do you just kind of seem like you are the character? Does it feel like that sometimes when you're recording or, you know, you see some lines or do you have, do you, do you get to have input on some lines where her character kind of goes? Are you able to mold that a little bit? Um, that, um, that, that, that's a great no, no, that's a great question. Thank you for asking, because uh, people ask that all the time. And, you know, one thing I'm always very careful to say is I'm one part of a team of people that it takes to bring Ahsoka to life. Um, but I'm very, I just feel like I won the lottery. I feel very fortunate to have been able to be part of that team to help originate this character from day one. And, you know, the, the writing 
all the credit goes to Dave and right. the writing staff. Their stories are incredible. But what Dave did allow me to bring from day one, and, and really it's why I got the part, because I ask him, I'm like, why me? I mean, my my audition, like, I bombed. It, it, it failed. And he said, he goes, well, he said, Ashley, you know, you're genuine. Mm -hmm. And he said, I want you to bring that to Ahsoka. And he's like, you know, I, I don't want Ahsoka to be bratty. He said, I want her to be snippy, but she should never be bratty. And he's like, I want you to just bring your own personality to the character. And so, especially in the beginning, because it took about six months to find Ahsoka's voice. Mm -hmm. And um, we talked about it a lot and we worked on it a lot. And he would always say to me, he was like, well, Ashley, how, how would you say it? How, you know, because he goes, I feel like how you would say it is how Ahsoka would say it. Yeah. And so that kind of started, you know, just really, I mean, he allowed me to bring, when I say my heart and soul to the character, it really is that. Like I, I'm, I was, I feel very fortunate that he allowed me to bring my own emotions, my own wit, my humor, my, you know, sadness, my, you know, just, just however I would say things or however I would feel about something, he allowed me to bring that and, and really bring my own interpretation to it. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I mean, I know, uh, I, I will always support all Ahsoka stories and I know Ahsoka will even way past me, but mm. I, I, Ahsoka will forever be in my heart and soul. Like it's just, we're, we're bonded forever. And I will always, always want, want what's best for her. Cause to me, yeah. she represents hope. And I feel like she represents that to so many people. Yeah. And, you know, um, one thing that, one I'm, thing that, that, I'm, that, that I've been thinking about since we heard that you were going to be on the show was um, when Ahsoka comes back in Rebels, like you had said before, it was such an awesome kind of um, joining of the prequel fans and the sequel fans and the original trilogy. It was like, for us that were huge fans of the prequels, like Theory and I are, to see Ahsoka come into Rebels kind of let, made us feel good that they hadn't completely forgotten about us. How, how was it for you to prepare and how did you change Ahsoka in Rebels as opposed to Clone Wars? Well, that, that's a great question, too, and a, one that a lot of people ask because it, it is something we're very, very mindful of and we work very hard on. Um, you know, when I was cast as Ahsoka, her voice was probably most like my voice at the time. It sounded very young. Um, you know, I, I, I mostly booked, you know, the... I was still playing a teenager on the Disney Channel at the time. Yeah, that's uh, you know, mostly, yeah, yeah. And that's a reason. Yeah, that's the reason. I was I was literally in live action playing a teenager, but I voiced a lot of teenagers. And it's funny, I feel like my voice has even grown with the character. So over time, like now, I, I actually feel that my voice is most similar to uh, Ahsoka in Rebels. But, you know... At the beginning of each season, Dave and I always talk about, well, how old is Ahsoka? So then where is her voice? Like, where in my register should her voice be? So um, it was actually kind of difficult when I went to Rebels because I really had to lower my voice and, and you know, age Ahsoka. Um, 
and I think more so difficultly, more so than um, than the register was just her tone because she became more like Obi Wan, um, and and less like the snippy Padawan in Clone Wars. And I got I got really used to Rebels Ahsoka, and then I had to go back to Clone Wars. So I had to unlearn everything I had learned and pick up uh, right where season five left off. And I think what you're gonna see especially in the Siege of Mandalore, it's kind of like a mix between Clone Wars Ahsoka and Rebels Ahsoka. Because right. now we're, where we got left off on the last episode, she's being held captive by the Pikes. And I'm, I'm thinking it's, I mean, obviously you can't say, but I'm thinking it's going to somehow, that's going to intertwine with Maul and Mandalore in some way. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah. It's, you know, I've been, again, actually one message to the fans, because I I know everyone's waiting on the Siege of Mandalore. I, I've, I'm seeing everyone's comments. They're like, oh, can we just get to that point? Yeah. But, you know, these episodes are actually so crucial, too, to Ahsoka's storyline. It's kind of like, you know, what I ask fans in the beginning of Clone Wars from, like, the movie until the end of season one, you know... Ahsoka with Trace and Rafa, you know, she's on her own for the first time. She's trying to figure out who she is. She, you know, all she knows is the Jedi Order. You know, Plo Koon found her when she was such a youngling and brought her to the Jedi Temple. And this is a, a whole new world for her. And so we really need to see this, this moment of time uh, with Ahsoka before we get to the siege of Mandalore, because it's just gonna it's gonna make that part of her journey, bef- you know, wrapping up Clone Wars so much more powerful. Yeah, there's tons of character development in these episodes, and I feel like I see yes. a lot of the comments too. And I made a couple breakdowns, and they're just like, oh, you know, we want more action in this. But leading up to that, you know, we have to kind of know where Ahsoka is mentally, and I think these episodes really yeah. show that that she's by herself. That I'll I'll give you that hint. It's like when. Once you get to the Siege of Mandalore, it's gonna. These episodes are gonna make even more sense. Yeah. You, she's she's learning a lot right now, yeah. and she needs that knowledge. Can you say how far after she left the Jedi Order this is that we that we pick up with her story again? Because she looks a little bit older. Um, that's a great question, and definitely one for Dave Filoni. Okay. I I I probably did ask him that. I don't remember what he said but also you know Dave and 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 team did as best they could to bring back you know the original crew of Clone Wars but you know that was oh gosh how many years ago now of what was it seven years ago uh it's been Mm -hmm. a long time and um yes I think seven years so so yeah, 2013. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 2013. It's still, there's still a lot of different people. So the show is going to look different than it did before. You know, stylistically, oh, there beautiful. are some differences. It looks so nice. Oh, it's gorgeous. It literally looks gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, and that's why I say I'm one part of a team of people because Ahsoka's not Ahsoka without the animators. And, I mean, you have Joel Aaron with the lighting and, oh, my gosh, Kevin Kiner with the music. Like, every single piece has to fit together 
uh, and that's what makes her just so powerful. How pumped were you when they called you and they're like, hey, we're, we're going back to the season. We're making it again. <laughs> well, I do. It, I do actually recommend it's, you know, now that we're all just at home watching things on the Internet. Um, I recommend going back and watching the Clone Wars panel from Star Wars Celebration mm-hmm. because I actually found out from a text message from D. Bradley Baker Um he was wine tasting with the Star Wars Rebels cast in Sonoma. And I was riding rides at Disney World with my husband. And I get this text message from, from D. Bradley Baker. And he was like, Clone Wars back, 12 episodes. And like, that's all it said. And, and I was just like, no way. Like, this is a setup. I know he's with Dave. They're totally playing a joke with me. You, yeah. Yes, they're going to, you know, there's no way he would put that information in a text message. So I wrote back and I'm like, you know, uh, I don't I don't fall for things that easily. And so anyways, I read the text exchange during our panel, the Clone Wars panel at Star Wars Celebration. And it's pretty funny. Um, But I Dee told me, but then I eventually found out through my agent and through Dave. And um, I didn't believe it until I heard it from Dave's mouth. How how close did you and Matt uh, Lanter get uh, like like off screen? Are you guys friends? I mean, did you guys like develop that kind of friendship? Because like on the screen, there is this incredible chemistry between Anakin and Ahsoka that you can tell is like a deep rooted friendship, very similar to uh, Anakin and Obi Wan. Um, did you guys establish that through a lot of interaction, or is that just editing, sound editing, magic? Oh, it's it's definitely through interaction. Um, I will say one thing about the Clone Wars cast and and even the Rebels cast. We are all that close, and you know the credit goes to uh, to Dave and our producers that you know from day one. Um, they said it was very important for us to all be in the studio together and record these episodes. Um, and that's how we were able to create this bond. You know, that's how we were able to, you know, create the chemistry that we all have because Matt Lanter really is like a brother to me. Um, so is Dee Bradley Baker. Uh, James Arnold Taylor is very much like an Obi-Wan figure to me. I mean, he's <laughs> taught me so much. Um, we are all incredibly close, uh, you know, Vanessa Marshall really is like the Hera figure, like the mother figure. Um, there's literally nothing we wouldn't do for each other. It's it's incredible. It's like you put out a you know a transmission uh, to the rest of the the you know the voice actors, and it's like we will drop whatever yeah. and be there for each other. Yeah, that's so nice. It's cool. Like a bunch of people get together to make a project, and they like actually become good friends. I think that's the cool part yeah. of, of making making movies and products. Um, we have some fan questions. Uh, yeah. Can we go through some of those? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, this this one is mine uh, to start off with. <laughs> the biggest fan. Hey, yeah. I'm a, hey, I'm a fan too. Um, how would Ahsoka have affected Anakin during Revenge of the Sith? Would she be able to help him from turning to the dark side? Do you think? Mm. If she had stayed a Jedi. Oh, gosh. Um well, again, I'm, I, I, have, I have to be careful and say these are only my opinions. Yeah, of course. Um, fan fiction I, time. I, just... Yeah, exactly. I don't know anything, so I'm speculating just like you guys are. Um, you know, and I feel like Dave's probably somewhere in the background saying, uh, <laughs> and that's not true. Yeah. Um, but 
I will say this. The headspace that Ahsoka's in, um, and we're going to see some of this. Uh, Ahsoka is very attached to Anakin. So she does not want to believe anything. And she does know that Anakin trusted her. And she does know that Anakin fought for her before she walked away from the Jedi Order. And I do think she has a tremendous amount of guilt for leaving Anakin mm-hmm. um, and having to walk away. So uh, by no means does she want to believe anything bad about him. Um, so that's all I'll say. We have a little bit more to watch. Okay. <laughs> so would you say she <laughs> almost, like, that. blames herself, possibly, for his turn? Or she could. Oh no, I'm not saying that because uh, I I I don't know what she knows. Um, but I I just it, well, we heard her say it. Uh, you know, when when um, let's see, Trace asked Ahsoka, "Where did you learn to fight like yeah. that?" And mm. she said, "My brother taught me." Yeah. Yeah. She looks at Anakin like a brother. Yeah. So, you know, think about it when, you know, it's like, well, you you know, those interviews where somebody and like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I love 48 hours, like 48 hours mystery. And you know, when they interview the family and the family is like, I never saw it coming, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) I can't believe it. But everyone else is like, I saw it, you know, I got that, like that that's how Ahsoka looks at Anakin like she, that's her brother you don't want to believe anything bad about your family yeah. yeah and you know I would say in my opinion that's the headspace she's in that is her brother she does not want to believe anything bad about him ever um but I I don't know like that's just my opinion I'm not like foreshadowing anything no of course not um if you could change one thing about Ahsoka what would you change if at all Oh gosh, um, I, I, I don't. I wouldn't change anything, um, because, and I, I say that honestly because I, I truly like. I mean it when I say because I, I talk about this a lot. I mean it when I say I ask myself almost daily, "What would Ahsoka do?" Mm-hmm. Um, because I genuinely believe that Ahsoka would always do the right thing. And I, I strive to be a real-life Ahsoka Tano. I, I literally, it's what guides me. And I, I feel like she is, she lets the light guide her. It's like she, she represents the light side of the force. And I feel like in your gut, like your conscience, like I feel like we all know what the right thing to do is. And I feel like that's what Ahsoka would do. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't think I would change anything. Okay. Do you, you guys agree? I heard I you agree. say... <laughs> Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I wouldn't change anything about Ahsoka. No, I think she's, I wouldn't change she's anything. So yeah. relatable to every fan, and that's I think one reason why so many people really love there, her. There is one thing I would change. There is what? one thing I would change. I would go beyond season seven of Clone Wars, and dive into Ahsoka's life as the events of Revenge of the Sith are happening, because there has to be a very interesting story there. So for me, the only thing I would change is let's get to know her a little bit better. You know, let, let, let's go and focus just on a, her journey 
between Clone Wars and Rebels, like what happened in that period where she sort of grew up outside of her former influences? That'd be cool. I could see them doing something like that with like a side story or, or like a comic or a book or I don't know, maybe even like a, a DLC in Battlefront 2 or something. Do you think she'll ever come to <laughs> Battlefront 2? Oh, gosh. I, I I don't know. I mean, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. I can tell you I haven't recorded anything. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's cool. I mean, yes, I actually agree. That is one thing that I hope for. You know, there's so many more stories left to tell yeah. with her. And I hope we continue to get them. Yeah, yeah. Same here. Same here. Um, was the voice that was in Rise of Skywalker something she that Ashley went in specifically to record for that movie, or was it taken from the Clone Wars, Rebels, or unused material? Uh, yeah, great question. It, it actually is something that I went in and recorded uh, specifically cool. for. So I found, out, um, I found out that it was a possibility, actually, when I was at Star Wars Celebration in April in Chicago. Mm. Um, I... I was, I mean, my schedule was crazy that weekend and I got a random text message from Matthew Wood asking if I had time for a voice record in the middle of celebration. <laughs> and really? yeah, yeah. And I, you know, like, of course my answer is, uh, I don't know if I have time, but for episode nine, yes, I have time. I will do whatever <laughs> it, it takes. Well, it, it turns out, um, that we didn't, we didn't do it that weekend, but a couple weeks later, I went into the studio and I recorded some temp lines. And um, I, was I was told that it was only temp. I was told that it was a big maybe that this would end up in the movie. And that if it did end up in the movie, I would come back in and re-record the lines. And that wouldn't be until October. And so, you know, to go, I think I recorded the temp lines in May. And that's a long time. You know, so finally, now October is here, yeah. and I still haven't heard anything. And I thought, okay, well, it's not happening. Like, you know, I haven't heard anything. And then um, it was like the second week of October, and my agent called and said, okay, you have a, a voice record session at Bad Robot. Cool. And I immediately freaked out. Yeah. Um, and and I still didn't want to believe it was true because, I mean, I've been in a couple movies where I had scenes and, you know, I either got cut completely from the movie or my, like, scenes got cut. So it's like you don't want to believe it until you're sitting in the seat in the theater and it actually happens. But um, they sent me the booking sheet the night before, which is, like, you know, where we're going and details. And it said, like, session attendees and J.J. Abrams was on there. And I'm like, there's, there's no way, yeah. there's no way that he's going to be there. So I show up and I walk in and there's only three people in the room and two of them were Matthew Wood and JJ Abrams. Mm. And, um, I, I mean, oh, I'm going to talk about being so nervous, unreal. but he, yeah, unreal. And Matthew Wood is a, is a great friend of mine. So, you know, that kind of made me feel comfortable right away. But JJ Abrams walked up, he shook my hand, introduced himself. And he said, thank you for being in the movie. And I was like speechless. I'm like, uh, thank you for letting right. me be in the movie. And um, he was just so nice, so humble, so down to earth. Um, you know, it was truly a cold read. 
uh, they, I didn't get the lines ahead of time because it was so top secret. And they had me read all the lines in that sequence, which I'm oh, assuming they did with the other actors. So, because I, I didn't know what, you know, I, what, a, I, what the cut was going to be. So I had about maybe 15 lines that I read. And um, so I'm literally reading the lines for the first time as I'm recording them and performing them. And J.J. Abrams is sitting like, like three feet in front of me. That's crazy. <laughs> so it was, it was definitely nerve wracking, but he couldn't have been nicer. Couldn't have been, you know, just more warm and welcoming. And, um, you know, we chit chatted a little bit afterwards and, uh, he asked me a question, which was interesting. I, of all the questions he could have asked me, I wasn't anticipating this. He said, he goes with voice acting. He goes, I'm just curious. He goes, since you're not acting it out, he goes, do you, do you visualize anything? Like, what What do you visualize? And I kind of paused and I, you know, especially for that scene, it's not like I had it ahead of time. So I, I right. didn't have much to visualize other than the direction he was giving me. But I told him, I said, well, I said, I don't really visualize anything. It, it's, it's a feeling. Like mm. I can feel when my voice sounds like Ahsoka, like when it's in the right range, like we talked about earlier, I can feel if she is in her thirties versus her teens, like it's just a feeling. Right. And so I told him, I said, it's not so much a, a, a visual. It's, it's, it's a feeling. And, um, yeah, it was interesting. We just had, we had a conversation about kind of like the method of voice acting and but, then that was it. Well, then he what, had the voice one, act too. He had to be Dio. <laughs> The, yeah, the yeah. What, yeah. One, one quick follow-up to you doing the voice in Rise of Skywalker. And uh, I've seen some of the uh, fans in the chat chatting about it. Um, do you know what her fate is? Because if, if we can hear her voice, we can assume that she's a Force ghost. And we can assume that she's gone to the other side. Did they give you any heads up? Or they're, or they're just like, Ahsoka's talking. We don't know too much else other than that. Oh, uh, no. So I know, I know nothing in terms of her fate. I know just as much as you guys do. Honestly, yeah. I'm telling you the honest truth. Um, and, and so we work as voice actors, we work on a need to know basis. <laughs> but they, they tell us what we need to know to get the performance that we need to give. But we don't know anything beyond that. Um, and I'm just as confused as you guys are because you know Dave Filoni released that sketch that's on his yep. Instagram and Twitter uh that you know you know what would it say like things aren't necessarily what they seem so um your guess is as good as mine cool okay fair enough um we have a question regarding your clothing line is there anything you'd like to say about it I'm trying to find the question again but uh, I'm unable to uh oh I would just it, it is... yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead Mark no, no, is the shirt that you're wearing right now one designed by you? Uh, yes, yes. So um, uh, my my company that I started is called Her Universe. Um, I originally started it in uh, 2010, and it was just for female fans. It just started out as T-shirts made for made for fangirls, made for women, um, and. Over time, we grew, you know, to be women and girls and expanded beyond Star Wars with, you know, Marvel and Star Trek and Doctor Who and uh, DC. Um, and then now we have her universe and also our universe, uh, which, Nia, I think you're wearing yeah. one of our shirts, yeah, right? right? Yeah, and I, I, have, yeah. See, I have a few. The other one that I really like is is this one right here. 
Um, it's like a, it's almost like a manga <laughs> version. Um, yeah. Someone from oh. from your company sent me a care package, and I did a review on it on on my channel. It was just like so many people oh. were so happy to see it, and I was really happy to open it too. So I don't know if you were involved with that, but thank you so much for for making these nice products. They're really good quality too. Gosh. Well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, you know, this was something that. I never in a million years did I think I would have a merchandise line, um, but to really because of Ahsoka, uh, you know, I fangirls, you know, back in 2010 were being bullied horribly for just liking Star Wars, and I wanted to, really, I wanted to end the bullying, um, and so I thought that if I made merchandise for female fans where they felt comfortable being themselves then we could help break the stigma because, you know, this world isn't just for men and boys. It isn't just for women and girls. It's for everyone. You know, these stories are for everyone. And so um, over time, you know, like I said, it grew. And fortunately, I was able to join hot, uh, the Hot Topic family of brands. So now we work um, in the same offices as Hot Topic and Box Lunch and Her Universe, which is what enabled um, me to be able to grow and be able to expand into men's clothing. And also uh, we have, a, you know, we work with Torrid, our sister company. We do a lot of plus sizes as well. So um, just very, very fortunate to be a part of the Hot Topic family and uh, be able to grow. So, and then this shirt, uh, we have a new Clone Wars uh, line that's launching very soon um, for both men and women. And so this is one of the shirts um, that's coming to the collection. We have a really cool Tano tracksuit that's, uh, that's cool. men and women. Yeah, it's like a it's like a polyester tracksuit, and the the pants are snapaway pants, like full snapaway. Oh wow! Oh yeah, it's it's awesome. So stay tuned; it's coming mid April. That's awesome. I, that is that. awesome. Thank you. And first of all, congratulations because I I used to be involved in the clothing business. Uh, we actually did some Star Wars stuff, and I worked over with Mark Echo uh, back in the old days. Oh and yeah. You know, we did like Star Wars hoodies that you can zip yeah. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we had a lot of fun with that. But the point is, is that it's very difficult to actually have that stuff penetrate a marketplace. So again, congratulations. That's really impressive that you've gotten to the level of distribution through Hot Topic and stuff like that. That's that's really awesome. Oh gosh. Well, thank you. Well, congratulations to you too, because actually, Mark Echo is what really inspired me those those designs they were so cool and oh, oh. i i thought you know if i could do a line that's as cool as what mark echo is doing um but make it for women um that was my goal so i bought like all the mark echo pieces so thank oh, you wow. oh, that's oh awesome. thank you that's awesome that's <laughs> awesome yeah uh, the, the the one time I sit down with george uh was through that clothing line Wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, and that's when I asked him about the fate of my favorite video game of all time, Star Wars Galaxies. And what he said to me will remain between him and I. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's really great. Um, do you have some more questions uh, from the fans yeah, there? Yeah, Peter? I've definitely got more questions. Um, I just also want to say I, I really like that your clothing line stands for um, helping not just kids, but anyone through bullying, being bullied about Star Wars or anything, you know, um, quote unquote nerdy. Because that was something I dealt with a lot growing up too, and just like you feel like you can't like what you want sometimes. You can't like certain mm. fandoms or movies or whatever you want because um, you'll be kind of just persecuted for it. So I, I like that you're standing for that. It, that means a lot about you and your character. Uh, 
Oh, well, thank you. Well, there is a story behind your shirt, actually. Oh, okay. So um, that shirt uh, is inspired. I do something, um, or we do something on my personal Instagram, but also uh, her universe every Monday. We call it Mental Health Monday. And yeah, um, that was. I, I see your posts. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Well, so that shirt was inspired um, uh, by Mental Health Monday. And the, there's a quote on the back, yeah. and it's in blue. It's, it's the fortune cookie, and it says, um, never give up hope no matter how dark things seem. Mm. So that's the fortune cookie at the begin, yeah. beginning of, I think it's the wrong Jedi. It's the, the final episode of season five. But the reason that the logo is black on black, because it, it, it represents that no matter how dark things seem, that shirt is just black. Like, it, yeah. it, it's just dark. But the, the fortune cookie on the back is that, is that bit of hope. It's that light that's at the end of the tunnel to, as, as a reminder to never give up hope. So there's, there's always a story behind all of our designs. And, you know, it's not just me. I have a, an incredible team of people, um, and we work very, very hard on it. But we try to create kind of like what Mark Echo did, Wearable pieces of art. Mm -hmm. Everything mm -hmm. has a message and a story behind it. That's cool. That's very cool. It makes it more fun to wear. Um, how does Ashley feel about how Dave takes her character of Ahsoka in this season of The Clone Wars? Um, I feel like you kind of touched on this a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, this season, again, none of us saw this coming you know what's happening where there's a worldwide pandemic and we're all in quarantine and uh, <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's a dark time for a lot mm. of people and um you know i had no clue when i picked the line you know we have to to help you know help each other no matter what when i picked that a year ago as like my own personal motto i had no clue how true it would be during this time when these episodes are airing. And to me, this season is about helping each other no matter what. And then also, once we get to the Siege of Mandalore, it's it's truly about hope. And really, like, when it feels like all hope is is gone. Like, when it's lost. Like, it's, it's you know, it's literally like hope is gone, check, checked out. Yeah. And it's about never giving up hope. So it's, I feel like it's what our world needs right now. And um, also going back to Ahsoka, Ahsoka, again, Ahsoka's bigger than me. It's, it's, it's bigger than, it's, she, you know, it's like, she's like bigger than all of us. Mm. She represents all of us now. And, you know, years ago I started the hashtag Ahsoka Lives. But now I've started to use Ahsoka Lives in all of us. And... Mm. It, it really is true. I think we can all take something away from her. And I, I'm not trying to get like so emotional and heavy with this, but if you, like, I feel like right now she's, she's that light yeah. that I feel like, you know, we can all escape and, and watch her in these episodes and take something away from her and, and relate it to what's going on in our everyday lives right now. So I'm so incredibly proud of of these stories and Ahsoka and these episodes and obviously we had no idea what our world was going to be going through no. when yeah. these stories were written. Um, let's see. Did she prefer voice acting in Clone Wars or Rebels? I guess two different Ahsokas, kind of. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I definitely enjoyed both. Uh, you know, Clone Wars, I think, is it's where I've spent the most time. Uh, it's kind of like my 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 happy place, but maybe more my comfort zone because I spent so much time there. Um, but I, I just love any Ahsoka, any age, any story that we get. I kind of view, view it as any chance I get to voice Ahsoka, it's just a privilege, and, and I don't take it for granted. Like, not a single day do I take it for granted. No, of course not. You have such a big impact for so many people. Um, we got two last questions here, and uh, actually... A lot of people sent Super Chats, about $350 worth, so I would like to donate that to any uh, charity that you want. Uh, oh. Uh, because all these questions we didn't get to, uh, and people, you know, just your fans asking things, so I'd, I'd like to donate that to any charity you'd like. Um, so you could maybe have your uh, agent send me an email or something like that, and we can... Oh, thank you. Thank you. I... Wow, thank you everyone. Uh, and thank you guys. Um, yeah, no, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you for I, everything that I you will, do. I, yeah. I will say I I I will I'll actually choose the um, the honor sleeves campaign. Sure. Uh, it's for mental health and behavioral health uh, at Nationwide Children's uh, Hospital. Um, it's they just opened uh, the the first in our nation. The, uh, it's called the Big Lots Behavioral Health Pavilion, and it's the first hospital on a children's hospital campus just dedicated to mental and behavioral health uh, for kids and teens. And, you know, I, I'm very outspoken. I, I'm, I, I want to be a voice and an advocate for mental health of all ages. Um, but the reason why I've been supporting the Honor Sleeves campaign at Nationwide Children's is um, they're... They're, this money goes to research and advocacy, and they're basically creating a blueprint to hopefully you know, make hospitals like this available all over the nation. Um, because 50% of lifelong mental illnesses present themselves by the age of 14. So if we can catch mental illness early, think of how many adults we're going to save yeah. um, and help. So um, I figure by being a voice, we're going to help people of all ages. Uh, but if we can start really being advocates early, then, you know, there's a lot of kids we can help um, from really having a lifelong struggle uh, if we can diagnose it early. So thank no, you. That's, no, of course. And, and in that case, I'm going to put my money towards it too, and I'm going to double it. So whatever you guys super chat here, um, we're going to times that by two. And then um, I can get all your information from your agent as well. Um, Thank you so mental much. Mental health and, and children um, have a really soft spot for me because I was, um, I, I don't want to get emotional either, but um, I, I was on chemo for five years when I was a little kid in uh, a children's hospital. So um, just seeing all those kids uh, wasting away and, and, you know, whether it was mental health or uh, whatever it was, it's always a tough thing to see. So I think, you know, our future really starts with, with children. So um, as, as much as we can help them, I, I'd love to be a part of that. And I love what you're doing. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. You're, you're, geez, you're making me emotional as well. This is, <laughs> this is incredible. Absolutely All right, let's, let's switch gear here. Uh, and uh, let's, let's ask another question. Um, I would love to hear her talk about her universe. Okay, so I guess, oh, well, what was your inspiration for that? How has gaining that experience changed her perspective on the fandom? You know, 
as I mentioned earlier, her universe, I started her universe really as a means to end the bullying. I read story after story of women and girls being bullied and being bullied horrendously for just saying that they like Star Wars. And I know it feels like, you know, we live in a different time now because now it's so much more accepting. But back in back in 2010, when we launched, it was really unheard of. I mean, the, the stereotype was that it was just for men and boys. And so I after reading story after story and, and that was when message boards were huge. And so women were pretending to be men on message boards just so that they could have a conversation about star Wars. Yeah. And you know, I, I did, I, I literally asked myself, what would Ahsoka do? I, I didn't know how to make t-shirts. I, I didn't know how to start a company. I didn't even understand what licensing was. I, I, I knew nothing, yeah. but I taught myself because my, my answer to the question was Ahsoka would stand up for female fans. And I had my foot in the door as the voice of Ahsoka. I did. I, you know, I, I wasn't given special favors. I still had to like follow all the protocol and all the steps. I had to start a company. I had to get a license. I had to do all these things that the, the other companies had to do, but I had a platform and I had a voice and I knew I had to figure it out because somebody had to, somebody had to break that stigma. And so that's always been what has guided me. And that's why all these designs have a story behind it. Because to me, the clothes, the clothes represent our armor every day. So when you put on your armor, it's like, okay, okay whatever you put on, it's like, I can face the day. I can do anything. And that's, that's what is behind all of our designs. And that's why I'm so outspoken about mental health. That's why your shirt is inspired, you know, to tell a story about mental health. Because to me, the, the clothes and the company are just a means to continue to, to do that, to, to break stigmas and stereotypes and do good, um, like raise money like we've done here on this yeah. chat. Yeah. Uh, oh, they're, they're, I feel very fortunate. are flowing and now we're, we're almost at $500. So that's almost a thousand dollars for the the charity. Oh, so thank you. Keep, keep well, going, and I guys. have to give a shout out. I have to give a shout out. You know, that was why I really wanted to, you know, join forces with Hot Topic because they're advocates for mental health as well. They, um, you know, they started a campaign, uh, and you know, where mental health is a hot topic, and mm -hmm. it's, you know, I'm so proud to be a part of a company that um, that wants to do good with what they do. So, um, so thank you. I mean, to me, that's what it's about. It's always been about, I said, her universe is two parts. It's a merchandise line, but more importantly, it's a community and mm. community is what guides us. Yeah. I, I love it. I really like it. Um, thank after you. recording her lines for twilight of the apprentice, did she have any thoughts or theories of Ahsoka's fate before her return in a world between worlds? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I had all sorts of thoughts and questions, but I wasn't told anything. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have a funny story about it. Um, my, my mom, um, well, my mom and dad and aunt actually came to San Francisco and um, we had a, a season finale screening. And so uh, they got to come to the, the screening and they got to, you know, stay at Skywalker Ranch with me. It was a really nice family family vacation. And, um, my mom had no clue who Pablo Hidalgo was. 
you know, Pablo Hidalgo is like, you know, story team and, uh, you know, a holocron keeper along with Leland Chi. And, you know, they're, he's totally like behind the scenes, like making Star Wars stories happen. And Pablo was sitting directly behind us. So uh, the episode ends and, you know, Ahsoka, uh, well, no, wait, I don't know if this is the episode. This is the episode where Ahsoka walks away uh, at Rebels, like walks through the triangle and she's limping and we don't know, is she a force ghost? Is she alive? Like what's, what's happening? Um, and my mom turns around and starts telling Pablo Hidalgo what just happened. And right. like going to happen, and she's like, "Well, let me tell you what Yoda said this, and so because Yoda said this, this is what Ahsoka's doing, and this is where she's going, and this is what she's gonna do." And I'm like mortified, and Pablo's just sitting there, like shaking his head and and smiling, and my mom is just going off on like for like five she minutes. She has no <laughs> no clue. So we never we never let her live that down. It's like, what, yeah, mom, you know your your role on the story story group at Lucasfilm. <laughs> <laughs> what um what do you think uh, or what do you want uh, Ahsoka's legacy to be after you're sort of done with her from an acting perspective? <sighs> Ahsoka. I very early on realized that being the voice of Ahsoka was not just a role. I, you know, as I mentioned, I've been a lifelong Star Wars fan, but I didn't understand Star Wars like I do now. And if you're a Star Wars fan, it's not a trend. It's literally a part of who you are. It's like, it's like in your DNA. Um, and I realized that Star Wars changes people's lives. It does. It, it changes people's lives and it also saves people's lives. And that's why when I realized that, when I truly realized that, I, I realized, okay, this is more than just a part. And I, I mean, that's why I've practically dedicated my life to doing what I do with Ahsoka and her universe because I see like, and I, I read the comments and I read the DMs. I truly, and I'm not exaggerating, I probably get at least one DM a day about how Ahsoka has either changed someone's life or saved someone's life. I mean, the amount of messages I get where someone says, I was contemplating suicide, but I watched, you know, uh, Ahsoka walk away from the Jedi Order and I realized if, if she can start over, I can start over too. Um, I mean, when you hear messages like that, it, it, it changes your life. Mm. And so for me, Ahsoka is, it, she's making a difference in this world. And it, yeah. it may sound weird, this, this fictional character, this no, animated character. No. But, but she's changing lives. And so yeah. I just hope that that continues. I hope Ahsoka mm. continues to change and save lives. Um, because it's so important. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, thank you for that. No, yeah. So look, all, all these we'd... Star Wars characters are so important to us, and I feel like you've really helped um, portray another side of Star Wars for for a younger generation, and also uh, the older generation too, with Ahsoka. So uh, thank you once again on behalf of all the fans. Uh, Mark, uh, go ahead. Thank you. 
No, look, we, we, we've kept Ashley for 70 minutes. You've been so gracious with your time. Thank you so um, much. We, we'd love to have you back once uh, we get through the other side of this uh, pandemic and we can be back in the studio and, yes. and do all that fun stuff again. Um, it's such a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much it for really coming is, on. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Thank you, guys. And I, I want to say... It, Ahsoka is as popular as she is, not just because of me, but because of 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 you too, and and all the fans. It's it's really been a joint effort. I, mm -hmm. I will say, Ahsoka defied all the odds. Everyone told me that, especially female characters, that no, you know, they couldn't sell product. You know, they wouldn't do as well. They they their books wouldn't be popular. Like, you know, they wouldn't even necessarily have dedicated arcs and episodes. And look how far she's come. And it's it's yeah. it's because, you know, United, we said we want more Ahsoka. And so mm. I want to thank you guys. I, I really yeah. appreciate it. And thank you guys for having me on the show. I've had the best yeah. time. Thank you. No, yeah, yeah. A really great time. If you ever just want to like call in like this, let us know. We're totally down for it. Um, we've raised over $1,100 already. So uh, that's yeah. Well, That's it's awesome. only showing Canadian, so it, yeah. So then I'll put uh, oh, I'll put it to twenty two hundred, and oh, uh, yeah, thank it'll be you. great. Oh my gosh! Well, well thank I, you. I am matching this as well. So once you get the total, okay. I'll match it, and sure. um, I will tell you, it's going to such a great cause uh, at the Honor Sleeves campaign. So thank you, thank you. I'm sure it is. I'm happy to do it, and I'm happy everyone has donated. We got a couple people here that donated over a hundred bucks. So. Oh my gosh! They're, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, you can watch the stream back, and and uh, so many questions are all for you, and uh, it's great. Um, oh gosh! It keeps flowing in. So I'm I'm gonna end the stream, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, if you guys want to be part of that charity, um, please give me the link as well, Ashley, yeah. and then I can I can put it in the description, um, just for whenever people replay this video. So Mark, do you have anything else to say before we end? Uh, I, look, I'm so humbled by everything you've brought. World. I'm a huge Ahsoka Tano fan, and I, I can't wait to see how this season of Rebel ends up, and I can't wait to see you uh, take the character on again. Yeah, yeah, because because I'm sure you will. I'm sure that that it's not over between you and Ahsoka. I mean, maybe you already know. You already know it's not over, and you're not telling us. But you know, um, in my heart, I feel very confident that we'll see uh, Ashley and Ahsoka team up again for another adventure. Thank so. you. Well, I, I hope so. Thank you. And and may the force be with you guys. May the force yeah. be with you. May the force be with you.